I've been down, down so long, but those days are gone now. I've got the will, I've earned the right to show you it's my time tonight. It's my time, it's my time. It's actually time to celebrate the solo career of sugar babe Jade Louise Ewan! You're listening to Pot of the Pops, the podcast for reliving and reloving your pop culture moments. Season two, The Sugar Babes, the comings, the goings, and the solo careers. Welcome back to Pod of the Pops. I am your host, Erin Twitchin. As ever, an English rose between two Scottish thistles. All right, pals. It's Lauren. Oof, sorry, I've just got something impersonating on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Karen. This series, we are celebrating the girl band who put the sass into Disassociate from Ooh. other members. <laughs> it's the Sugar Babes. <laughs> Is that the first time you've used that joke, Ian? Yeah. I'll be the last. <laughs> Listen, I enjoyed. Yes, thank you. <sighs> we are following the changing lineups of the best-selling girl band of the noughties and their mixed success solo careers. So where did we leave it? I believe last episode, the girls had just released commanding club banger Get Sexy. Right now. Before demanding... Get sexy right now. Get sexy right now. Before demanding that the only remaining founding member, Keisha Buchanan, get out. Get sexy, get out. <laughs> Proposed as the original title for the album. <laughs> so today we are discussing the entry of Jade Ewan and the final complete Sugar Babes album, Sweet Seven. So let's press on with new member, former Eurovision entrant, Jade Ewan. So we've mentioned this a little bit before, but I do want to talk a bit more about her entry into the band. Because as she came and flew over to LA to join the Sugar Babes, she didn't even know who she would be meeting. What? I When I read this, I was like, um, we're not, it wasn't as part of some like reality TV show, like surprise, (laughs) like what the hell? Well, shall I read you the story in her own words? Yes, please. Or as those reported by a newspaper, probably fan fiction site, the Daily Mail. (laughs) I woke up to one of the Sugar Babes management team shouting through my letterbox. She'd been in talks with them about the idea and they'd sort of said to her, the solo stuff isn't going to work because you won't be able to start punching out of that Eurovision box. So, right, right, right. One of the Sugar Babes management team shouting through my letterbox. I opened the door and there she was, breathless, saying... If you would like to be a sugar babe, there's a spare place. If so, you've got to catch a plane to LA now. Wait, so she did actually know that it was for the sugar babes. Yeah, but she didn't yeah, know, but she know who. Oh, I understand. Okay. Which which mix? Right. Do you know, in do you know? She's picking her fave too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know at this point though, she probably the management probably don't even know. Right, yeah. Like, it's possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I, oh, she probably thought it was a, a male, didn't she? Possibly. Yeah, most people do. Yeah. I realised this was an opportunity I couldn't afford to miss, but I'd blown any chances of a solo career by taking off like that. I, I did, like, I felt bad for her in this, when I was reading about this, the fact that she had, she'd gone to all the trouble of recording solo stuff, and then had literally just had to, uh, she'd recorded a whole album, hadn't she? We're led to believe an album, yeah. And Whether it was a complete album that was ready, but yeah, she... The and then it was basically, material. they were like, mm, not going to work, pal, so you should just come with us. Well... And she just accepted it? This, just put this into context. Yeah. Her solo song was out that week. I see. So she was mid-promotion for her solo single, My Man. Yeah. Like, she, so, like, the Tuesday morning, she does Lorraine Kelly. Yeah. The Wednesday morning, she flies to LA to be a sugar babe. <laughs> wow. She... I'm, I'm like, what did she tell her record label... Because can you imagine they're like, um, yeah, so Jade's gonna be on Radio One today. Jade, she's gonna be here in a minute. <laughs> Any minute now. So it was different record labels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awkward, awkward. Yeah. But you know, it's quite a similar story to Heidi in some ways. When you think about Heidi's. Well, she she didn't have a solo single out at no, the time. Yeah, like, no, she was literally no, I know, but charting I, that week. Yeah. yeah, but they were wanting Heidi to do a solo, they were, you know, career, and then she, she hadn't she, said yet. Yes, and recorded an album. That's yeah. true. That's so true. it is next level with Jade, isn't it? But you think? Do you wonder if it was a definite yes, or do you think it was a lot of? Well, what about if I make it by me? You know, myself. Well, she 
Well, we'll talk about that more with her solo career because I think once you once you look at what she's been through to this point, it puts a lot more makes a lot yeah. more sense her decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she said, you know, she had some time while she was out there. But like for instance, her family didn't know she's got on a plane to LA to be a sugar babe. Right. So can you imagine that call? Hi mum. I've not been kidnapped, no. Well, I sort of have actually. Um, <laughs> Crown management have kidnapped me to make me a sugar babe. At this point, I think I've got very little choice in the matter. Yeah. So she flies straight to LA and is shooting a video for a song presumably she hasn't heard and won't have her vocals on. Yes. She'll record... No, she'll record the vocals after because they're literally shooting the video. So she'll be going out shooting the video to Keisha's vocals. Yeah. She'd only met the girls two days before the video, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's a long time in pop. It's <laughs> a long time to be a sugar babe. Today. I know we'll talk about this more, but I just want to say, like, so two days before the video, and in the video, of course, they're meant to be gelling as a group. She's only just met them. I, I think for me, that's like, these are human beings meant to be making art together. They're not pawns on a chessboard, but that's kind of increasingly what it feels like. You know what I mean? Would you want to hear... I've got a bit of timeline for you, okay? So the follow-up single that we're talking about is About a Girl. Yeah. Rare one! (laughs) It's released on 8th of November. Keisha and the girls had already been pipping it as the second single and raving about it. Mm -hmm. So much so, it premiered on Radio 1 on the 6th of September with Keisha vocals. 22nd of September, the video is filmed. Which means Jade is brought in on the 20th, 21st of September. Right. So we're led to believe Keisha's gone around the 13th of September. So do they always release songs before the video? Is that common? Uh, I think it changed. Like, sometimes you know that they've recorded the videos in advance of a campaign. This does seem very quick type turnaround. But then I think it's different then to what it is now. Because then you get lyric video and then you get the proper video. It's true, it's true. I, I guess it just depends on schedules and... What's yeah. happening in the mix of the song, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, should we talk about about a girl then? Yeah. So as I said, it is a red one hit. And we know this because it is announced at the start. As <laughs> like all, every song, yeah, yeah. Every red one. Yeah. Oh, oh. Never since Sierra and Jazzy Fizzle Productionzle. As, <laughs> as a producer had their name at the top of every track. Oh, God. So this is a really big deal, actually. So this is... Red One is big at the time. Mm. So he's just come off the back of the Lady Gaga Fame Monster album. Okay, so that a, was massive. Yeah. Like he was a huge part of that as yeah. well. So this is a big deal. This is a big song. What are our thoughts on the song? As with a lot of the Sweet Seven album, if I heard it in a club and I was drunk, I would dance. I don't know if it's for my everyday life. Am I interested in it? Not really. I loved it at the time, like I really like it. And it was being pipped as this big female empowerment song. Yeah. Because you don't know about a girl, she's going to take over the world. Yes, yeah. Listening back over the verses. Apple pie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, maybe it's not super specific about how they're empowered. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, they've only got three minutes. It's a pop song. Yeah. yeah. True. It's fine. I think it's fine. And that's really what they were going for. Fine. I remember Heidi. <laughs> going... <laughs> Just fine. Heidi Karen has... says it's fine with me, but... <laughs> I, do you know how I know this song, and I bet there's loads of other people out there. This is the song that the minute I plug my iPhone into the car stereo system, it instantly blasts out as loud as humanly possible. Oh, because it's like at the, it's the so- one of the songs that's actually on your phone. Yeah, I, ha- right. I must have bought it on iTunes because yeah. I'm a I'm a real fan. Yeah, it's 2009. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was making playlists back then. Yeah, um, and it's AB. So it's the top okay. song, and I've not bought a song since that this is, is any higher up. This is like, I've got like a bootleg Adele remix that comes on like blasting like, this is on fire! It's like, so... <laughs> on my phone. It's so aggressive yeah. in my car. <laughs> I'm like, calm down, red one! <laughs> Can we talk for a minute about the video, specifically its storyline? Have you seen it? No. Do y'all want a refreshment? Uh, uh, yes, please. So, we've got a theme. We have a storyline. So, for those of you who don't recall, this is filmed in the desert. There is a caravan type It's thing. very Breaking Bad. Oh, it's, like, it, it's before Breaking Bad, is this? Yes. Right? 2009? 
Where are yeah yeah before two thousand ten two thousand ten Winnebago like we're about to do a drug deal in the middle of the desert outside LA yeah the sugar babes are appropriately dressed for the desert in black leather of course I always go to the desert in black leather I'm sure that won't be squeaky or uncomfortable no it's super kind to yes. your skin can I yeah. just say imagine flying over. To LA to do this video shoot and it's in the desert with a caravan. Could they not have just saved the money and gone to Butland? <laughs> I mean, am I missing something here? You imagine uh, just like in the background. What like, about Thorpe Park? They've got that little beachy bit. You just uh, need to put a caravan in it. Yeah, so perfect. Yeah, that blustery, you know, bays of Skegness. And like, you know, maybe that would have meant that some of the girls wouldn't, you know, have lost all their money and be declared bankrupt. Well, it's well, it's an option. <laughs> the storyline seems to be something like the sugar babes are Charlie's angels types, and there's some meanie baddie guys who run some sort of money-based operation from a cheap version of Scooby Doo's Mystery Machine. <laughs> but the babes aren't happy. I don't know why. Maybe they didn't let them add the soundtrack for their movie or something. Yeah, bastards. Um, so they go to the van with the money. This is what I didn't get. They take the money. Yeah. And then they fight them and they go off with the money. Why didn't they just save themselves the trouble and not bring the money to them in the first place? Oh, thin port. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows? This is what I love the most about this video. The untrained eye may not have spotted this. Lauren needed some help. It took me uh, the first minute and a half. I hadn't realised that there was two sets yes. of girls. There are six sugar babes in this sugar babe video. And the other three, plot twist, are not the original. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what happened was the... They didn't have time over the shoot because they'd flown Jade in. They didn't have time to film the acting scenes yeah. and teach the choreography. So they chose choreography. Who knows? What there is of ditch, it. Ditch the flights, get to Butland. Right. <laughs> I mean, what there is of it. I mean, at some points are lovely and coordinated. I mean, it's a lot of slut dropping. But It's a choice. I think you could have done the acting scenes and then just got them to prance about do the sugar shuffle that's not true known for the choreography as well it is sexy it does look good the bits that they do Heidi I like it looks incredible I yeah. you know I think this is probably the video where she looks the most for, for the sugar babes to end at this album with her looking like that you know yeah but here's the thing is that the band's vibe? I was watching this and I was like, oh, it's Pussycat Dolls with less members meets Charlie's Angels meets Breaking Bad. I don't really... Yeah, I'm not feeling the that, those, All those things are in there. It's the, the choice to do choreography, which, as you describe it, Karen, is a lot of squatting and Jay <clears throat> driving on a deck chair. I mean, if I do that now, I wouldn't get back up. <laughs> she, Jade does do the Victoria Beckham leg straight Bit. She yeah, really she plays that like a guitar. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's Jade's move. VB copied her. Uh, maybe. Yes. It's a choice. <laughs> I do think it's funny that there are three stunt doubles who are chosen as if they look like them. I wonder whether those three were auditioning to be Jade's Jade and they didn't know. I do love the idea, Karen, yeah, that the original three come and they have a big fight out and then it's Jade and Melon, Heidi that walk away. Like, we won this right. I mean, would have... Sorry. Don't choke It's just the video really gets to Lauren, you know? She's so <laughs> choked up with emotion. It's okay. Look, look the, the plot twist is they all get back together at the end, Lauren. <laughs> Thank you for that. So, that's my thoughts on the video. Has anyone got anything else they want to add? I think we've kind of summed it up, really. I mean, you can see that there's some money there. Yeah, that's the thing. This is budget. Yeah, yeah there is Kinda. budget. You know, with this album, it's very polished. There's been money pumped into it. It's a whole different feel, and I guess that's what really grinds on me, is I'm just like, I don't recognise this as the Sugar Babes. Well, there is good reason for that. So as we said before, they've signed with Rock Nation in America. Yeah, so yeah. Rock Nation A&R, the mm -hmm. album, which means that they sort of pick the producers and they pick the people that they write with and they sort of direct it. Yeah. So they use all of Rock Nation's in-house producers, which is Stargate, Red One, and the Smeezingtons, mm. who you may better know as Bruno Mars. Oh. So this is all people that are very much at that time have had some big hits yeah. and are coming up and will dominate the soundscape for the next five years. Yeah. So, so on paper, this yeah. should work. Yes. And the Sugar Babes are very much on the pulse. This is yeah. the sound of that time. Yeah. So the album we're talking about is Sweet Seven, 
just from the imagery alone, so that album cover of them all in black leather, yeah. very sexy, sexy. Yeah. There's flames behind them mm-hmm. because when in leather, you get cold. Yeah. Got to warm them up on that shoot. Yeah. Hair blowing. They're stunning. Yeah, it's they look great. A the full vibe. is on fire. It looks great. But I'm not going to lie. Actually, I think the cover put me off. What I think at the time when I saw the cover, I didn't want to listen to it. And I don't know what that says about me. Yeah, I was hoeing at that time, so I was into into horology. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I made made no apology, I'm into horology. I was doing it at that time. So I was there for it. Should we talk about the album? So About a Girl did well. It went to, I've got the exact chart position in front of me. It did well. It it was a hit. It got good airplay, yeah. Because they must have been thinking, oh, what's going to happen with this? Mm. So the album, Sweet Seven. I have got so much to say about this. It is, I would call it a relentless assault of sexually aggressive bangers for the first half an hour. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, so front loaded with like hardcore dance auto-tune to fuck. Dun, 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 like, dun, 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 dun. My heart races. Yeah, it's, but it's so on point for that time. <sighs> yeah. I guess, Like yeah. huge. You've got yeah. to move the times. You can't be stuck doing these acoustic or, mm. you know, they've, they've got to move. That's all thing with pop is it's always ever changing and if you're left behind I do actually still like some of these songs yeah so I do like Get Sexy and I do like About a Girl although I'm a bit tired of them now because I've heard them more yeah especially About a Girl because every time I get in my car Get Sexy I mean as discussed before bizarrely is a right said Fred cover right well an interpolation okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take it but to me again Drunk in a Club vibes fine but it does seem like a bit obvious and just done. And very... Mm. Like... But but then Tay yeah. came along. Yeah. But hers is a revenge number, not a sexy number. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Just like for me, it was just like... It's it, good background stuff, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I finished the album, couldn't remember hardly any tracks. Oh, I can. <laughs> so I will never forget the utter garbage that is... Miss Everything with Sean Kingston. Oh my god, yes, For actually. as long as I live. Why is that guy famous? I don't get it. I'm sorry, I don't get it. Not since Demi Lovato and Ollie Murs has a duet sounded more like two different people in two different rooms no. singing two different songs. Yes. I disagree. What about Ollie Murs and Snoop Dogg? What? Oh, that's true. Ollie Murs and Snoop Dogg have a song together that was released in the charts. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Who said... Was, how much was he smoking at the time? Yeah. Oh yeah, Ollie Mars, yeah. <laughs> my kind of person. It's true. When I remember Wait, does a cookery show now with um what's her face, isn't he? Yeah. That old white woman from America. Yeah. The one that well, went to prison. Like, the one that went to prison. Yes. I'm the homemaker. Our name's on the tip of tongue. Insert here. Everybody's everybody's screaming at us because they're like, who the f- I don't know who you're talking about. Not she looks a bit like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Doesn't she? Yes. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. What did you go to jail for? Oh, uh, dodging tax, mate. Don't they always? At least, at least the sugar babes never did that. Well, uh, they didn't need to. Didn't have any money to start with. Right, the thing that gets me about the tracks I don't like is normally the frivolous nature of the lyrics. Oh my God, yes. Like, in Miss Everything, there is a line where Jade sings, I've never heard of a nine-to-fiver. Like, because it's all about, oh, they just want money and bling and nice houses. And it's like... And to never be fair, working like normal plebs. Yeah. To be fair, Jade was working a nine to five a year before this song came out. Like yes. she does know a nine to five more than any other hustler in this business. It just it just doesn't really sit with me, right? I've written in my notes about this song. Autocorrect paint by numbers about the joys of consumerism. <laughs> Were you writing for The Guardian at that point? Well, you know. (laughs) You're right. It does sound like they put every trend into a blender and that's what they got. Yeah. But there are some good tracks. Like, I like Thank You for the Heartbreak, Mm. which I think could have been a better single than Where My Kiss. Mm -hmm. The one I do like, I want to talk about, She's Such a Mess, or She's a Mess. So... It comes off a little bit judgmental, babes. Yeah. Like, oh, she's a mess up in that dress. She's sweating bullets. I'm yeah. not impressed. She's <laughs> all about, like, going out, getting drunk, spending money. Originally, the demo of the song was written in first person. Oh, like, I'm a mess. I'm such a mess up in that dress. I'm guessing a male wrote that one. <laughs> she does love a drink. Oh, shade. But I'm not trying shade. I like a drink. I've been... Mate, don't think that this song isn't my Jam. get ready when yep. Aaron's not feeling himself tonight song. 
But they worried how it would look and would encourage binge drinking. Well, Plot twist, it did. Well, I definitely yeah. did. I mean, yeah, but like also I think there is something good in just being admitting your behaviour. I mean, it worked for Sia in so many songs she's talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go out, get fucked up tonight. Swing for a chandelier. Yeah, like... John Deball. <laughs> John Deball. I mean, she doesn't sing that bit. No, no. <laughs> But that's an example where it might work rather than with uh, Sean Kingston. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Sean Kingston. But yeah, like, she's a mess. Everything is auto-corrected beyond recognition. And the main thing for me, I was like, wow, how far we've come. Like, the Not compare- everything is auto-corrected. Everybody go mad. Everybody go psycho. Psycho. <laughs> that was the lyric. I couldn't get out of my head. Oh. I was like, yeah. psycho. Psycho. <laughs> Which I wondered whether that was a shout out to Simon Cowell. Like, get us on oh, X Factor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't think it was. I think but Amel yeah. Was just, I think it was just what Amel's mum was shouting at her down the phone. <laughs> I mean, like, compare it to, like, the very carefully constructed harmonies of One Touch. It's night and day, isn't it? Yeah, harmonies have definitely not been put front and centre at this. No. Production have. This is... I'm not saying that their vocals don't sound good or that they aren't talented. I definitely I, think Heidi yeah. sits well on this album. Like yeah. I've always thought her voice really sounds good on these electro yeah. bangers. Yes. I think Camille's voice, that kind of husky sexiness, it's almost... Reminds me of Vanessa from Saturdays. Yeah, I just thought that, but you're right. Yeah, when I heard it on that music video, I just felt like that's what what it reminded me of. Well, the overall reviews said it was bland and identityless. Ooh, ouch. The Times called them a pale karaoke imitation of their glory days. Guardian just said, disappointing. (laughs) Ooh, ouch. The Telegraph managed to say something nice. Yeah. Okay. Catchy, cod sexy, high energy cheese that will ensure jammed and joyful school discos and gay club dance floors. I don't know what cod sexy is. Cod sexy right now. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm walking with Does a fish, they say me? cod sexy. Yeah. Does it mean the, the faceless expressions? Like a dead trout? Oh. Okay. <laughs> I think sad eyes. Like fish face, you know, when you do the puckery lips on Instagram. Yeah, I think, I think when people say cod if I remember correctly, it's kind of like it's insincere. Right. Yeah. I think there is nothing insincere about Amel's... She sells this album. Yeah. It may not be the best Sugar Babes album, but she is not letting on that she believes that. Yeah. That Get Sexy video and all the way through it all, she was giving it 120%. I agree. I agree. And I also think it's unfair because a lot of what is said is, when the album comes out, is, oh, this is what happens when you kick Keisha out. But we have to remember, Keisha made this album. She recorded it, although it's true. It's the only Sugar Babes album without a single writing credit by any of the babes. Oh, uh, because it was all done by Rock Nation in house. I think you can tell that they didn't even contribute in a two piece at the beach. They had no input. All I wanted to say was right. I'm saying get sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this is effectively a Keisha album. So, how Jade ends up on the album is after shooting the video very quickly, learning that choreography. She is flown to a shed where she spends three days recording the vocals. That's intense. With Bruno Mars. Who who wouldn't have been No, 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 wasn't. She tells the story of how she's like, oh, you're really good. You've got this amazing voice. And he's like, I'm not ready yet. Jay will tell me when I'm ready. But her parents must have been like, sorry, Annie, you're where? You're you're a what now? Are you sure? Um, It sounds like you've been imprisoned. It does sound a bit like modern day slavery. Not to make light of that, but you've just been flown out. Did she even have her passport? Like, yeah. I don't even have a passport. Shit, mine has run out in September. Well, you can't become a sugar babe. Actually, all of us have different Well, but I'd just get them to go to Bottlands. (laughs) If you want me, come get me. If you want me, just text me. I think it is slightly unfair. Because, like, I think... If Keisha had stayed and we hadn't had this drama, you wouldn't have been able to have that, oh, it's identityless review so much. Mm. I think About a Girl was still a hit. I think this album, yeah. I think this could have carried on. I think they could have carried it well. Mm. Get Sexy went to number two. Yeah. The rest of the album is not too far from that. Mm-hmm. And there is some nice stuff on it. Towards the, okay, I, the second half of it, I enjoyed much more. I wouldn't call it a full half. I think you're yeah, pushing okay. a third at the th- best. Okay, the last third then. I'm going to say two songs. Yeah. <laughs> There's two, so No More You, 
which was written by Neo, which is sort of a slower tempo. So Rihanna was recording her album Next Door to the Sugar Babes, and she'd be approving tracks. And this one album, she was this track, she was like, oh, I really like that. So the album had caliber. Rihanna liked it. Yeah. The one thing it didn't have was the Sugar Babes. (laughs) Oh god. So no more you I really like, and the other one is Little Miss Perfect. I think is stunning and should have been a single. I think honestly we should record you doing the lip sync to this. Oh. It's a joy to behold. So it's it's a dramatic Sugar Babes number, but the lyrics actually make sense. Yeah. Because it's all about, you know, I thought I was perfect. And I like it because I'm never late, always on time for the show. I'm always on time for the show. So this is my, oh God, I probably shouldn't admit this. This is my Edinburgh drama song. So uh, when we do the Edinburgh Fringe and I'm having my tough days, um, I, this song is in my top 10 most listened on Spotify because I loop it and yeah. walk through the meadows towards my show. Being all dramatic. <laughs> it speaks to me. It speaks to and me. And then we meet up afterwards and dance in front of meadows. Oh, then I go, she's such a mess. Switch to. And then I, yeah. Some of our listeners right. may not know what the Edinburgh Fringe is. Well, Google it, babes. About time you got on board. I don't know. I mean, it's not on oh, right... Not, not this year. Not this year. It's not on right now, but biggest arts festival in the world, guys, so... So the album does peak at number 14. Okay, it's actually not that bad. Which is the lowest Heidi album. Right. <laughs> as an original, babe. Right. But it sells just 11,000 copies in its first week. Oof. And then drops out of the top 40. Okay. Never to be seen again. Which... 11,000 copies is honestly dismal. That's, yeah, it's pretty bad. They would have been 100,000 plus previously. Yeah. But they do wait before the album gets released. So it doesn't get released straight after About a Girl. Right. This is when Amel goes in to treatment in LA for physical exhaustion. So you have just Heidi and Jade doing some of the interviews before Christmas. Right. And then they come out in early of the next year with Where My Kiss, which we'll talk about in a minute. And that's when the album comes out. So it has been a long wait from yeah. Get Sexy and the build-up. And we've had the Keisha. And then, I mean, respectfully, they give Amel that space to get treatment. But that's do they good. have a choice? Yeah. yeah. If and she's also, saying I'll walk otherwise. And is, is three weeks enough? Probably not. I didn't say three weeks, did I? Did I say three weeks? I'm not sure. I think that's I think what I've I read. read. That. Yeah. yeah. The interviews at this time are so awkward. Really? So Heidi is suddenly the spokesperson. <laughs> And she is, I mean this with the most respect, somewhat media trained to the point of blandness. Because she's just so nice. Like, it doesn't make for a sparky interview. No. Her being like, oh, I'm so happy to be engaged. And there's a really cringe moment on BBC Breakfast where they call Jade Jane. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> so uncomfortable. Jade just sits there like, okay. Oh, um, no. And they keep asking Jade about, they'll, they'll play all the Sugar Babes hits. And then they'll ask Jade about it. Like, I don't know, I wasn't there as Keisha. Can you not see? It's a different girl. <laughs> it's just... Oh, that's cringe. It's just so awkward as well. And because some of the interviews where, like, Amel is away for exhaustion, Jade doesn't even know the album that well. Oh. Because apparently she got sent the wrong album at first to learn the oh wrong tracks. Oh, my God. So she has no idea what they're selling. But she can sell one touch really well. <laughs> I, I mean, you've got a feel for her. She's just thrust into this situation. It is super awkward. She doesn't even know what the product is. Oh, God. And they always do these, they'll be doing like these questions like, oh, so you know, like the classic questions, boring questions they're asking you to you. Oh, what's your favourite? Yeah. Colour. Colour. <laughs> and then Jade will answer and Heidi will be like, really? Because she doesn't know that. They're just getting to know each other. Oh, that is awkward. You know what this reminds me of? And I sympathise. I've had this in my professional life where literally there was a time where I had been sent a, a, a wrong version of the script. Oh, without I the, Without the ending on it. And I had designed for it and then gone into the first couple of meetings and had not realised. Because I was, at certain points, the director was talking about how he wants certain moments to be like. And I was just like, what moment? What is he talking about? <laughs> just to realise I mean that's not great is it that's not even the one I'm thinking of yeah there was one time you were doing a show and you were um doing stage management yeah and you'd been sent the wrong script and you had the wrong costume changes and the wrong cues that's right yeah (laughs) that was one I was thinking of because I remember you were into the interval and you texted and you were like this is the worst dress run I've ever been on I have the wrong script and it's just me tearing clothes off people and hoping for the best (laughs) 
Uh, but yet you still found time to text us. Because I think I was just losing my mind. There was so. a someone, someone had a monologue. Oh. Um, so it's just so weird. It's like this extremely weird first date scenario that is going on for three weeks. Yeah. Where they're just, but they are nice. They're all getting in. And this is where I think it's the whole thing is falling apart because it's also this weird contradiction. Mm. So we've got this hypersexualized, aggressive EDM album, or yeah. at least that's how they're selling it to us. Yeah. Fiery, we're all in leather. And then you've got these three dead nice, really sweet little girls and I'm just getting engaged. It's just, it doesn't make, it doesn't it's know. totally yeah. incongruous. Yeah. Congress. Am I saying that on this podcast? You are. Yes, I am. Yeah, we're that's the level we're at, lads. <laughs> yeah, this is wheeling out these three meek, nervous women. Yeah, it's to a, talk it's a disconnect. About. It's just it doesn't connect together. Totally. Like. And no amount of shaving a male's head can make it look like these girls are edgy, urban, yeah. ready to no. go no. jump on a dick. It's just <laughs> not. I'm not buying it. But well, I did buy it actually. I bought the album. But that's not the point. <laughs> At this time, to further the finances of the Sugar Babes brand, management decide, slap it on a smell. <laughs> what? Oh, yes. We In September 2010, so about the same time as About a Girl, the Sugar Babes perfume is released. God, I have zero memory of this. Oh, so did we. Um, <laughs> all I do know, September 2010, it comes out. That is when Keisha is out, Jade is in. Someone must have had to do the quickest turnaround on the artwork. Because Bless Jade them. is on the box. Oh my god. In silhouette form. Yes. But they must have done a big ass photo shoot at the set of About a Girl. Yes. Oh, which would make sense actually. That's why they're always in black leather for everything. Oh. Uh, because they would have just had that day's shoot. Right. Uh, and then they get her on the box. If there's a silhouette though, could it be computer image? You know, could Nah, because I've seen the original image. Yeah. So there are three fragrances all released together. Now, if you knew there was a Sugar Babes fragrance and there was three fragrances, what would you think? I don't know, like they'd done a fruity, a flowery and a spicy one. Would you not think one for each girl? Yes, that would make sense. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is very much a Barbie situation where they've gone, why name one after a girl? They could be gone any minute. (laughs) Wow. So instead, it's one for each of the moods a woman may be in. I'm sorry, we only have three moods? What the fuck? Well, to be fair, they haven't said that. I just made that up. But... (laughs) It makes sense. So these are the three woman moods. These are the three things to sell to a woman. Okay. Tempt. Tease. Touch. Right. That's tempt, tease and touch. That was... Try <laughs> saying that after a few drinks. Tempt, tease, touch. I... This really annoys me because why is it three T's? Like it just makes no sense. Yeah. It should have been three S's. Or three B's, like three babes. Yeah. Or a H and A and a J. Yeah. Like, come on now. Oh, Jesus. To be fair, there's not much time to think about it. I'm going to throw this together. What do you imagine the sugar babes would smell like? Can you wonder? Oh, in- sugar? <laughs> well, yes. that is true. I mean... Fire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and leather. Well, <laughs> leather... In the desert after a full day shoot. You know what I mean? Let me tell you, Lauren, you do not have to wonder. Oh. Because Aaron got drunk and purchased a bottle online. (gasps) I have with me, I hid it from you on the way in to recording. I have Tempt by the Sugar Babes. Holy crap. Can I just say this is a half used bottle? So we don't actually know. I don't know how half used. I did buy it on eBay. (laughs) Yeah, so it's probably urine that Lauren's drinking. Well (laughs) done. I will tell you, it was £7 for 100 millilitres. What a bargain. It's very like the Britney bottle. So the, oh, do you want to describe the aesthetics of it? Lauren, go for it. It essentially looks like a black uh, billiard ball with a little ball attached to the top of it. Yeah, if you imagine two butt beads yeah. and a string. <laughs> one a tiny little butt bead and one a Just big little butt shiny, mug. Shiny black plastic. It, it doesn't was... scream classy to me, no, but... There were three it... different colours... So the hot pink and then a silver. And that was the variation. So you had hot pink, black and silver. Silver, right. It's Sugar Babes by Sugar Babes. Well, I don't think it is by the Sugar Babes. It was by the management team. Right, yes. Sugar Babes by whoever was in charge. Now, don't just sniff it, Lauren. I am prepared to douse myself in this. Oh, God. Because let's be honest, no matter how it smells, I will be wearing this for the next six months. You will. Just like I did with Britney Believe and that David Beckham perfume. So let's Uh, go. Here it goes. Oh, it's... Did you, oh, did you... I didn't need that much. Yeah, why did you pull that one? Oh. <laughs> He's joking. 
Do you like a wrist each? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I don't hate it. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, that does remind me of something though. Yeah. Like a perfume. Heidi? Does it remind <laughs> you of <laughs> Tempt would be Amel. No. Yeah, Amel don't tease. It's she actually, gives it to you now. It's like, the thing is, you, I think it's like, it, you could get away with saying it's a male fragrance because it's got this kind of husky, muskiness. Oh, then this is a male if it's got the husky. Oh, yes. Well, good thing you can get away because I will be okay. smelling it. Unless we gave it away. It doesn't. <gasps> we could run a competition. Oh, yeah. So if you're one of the first 20 people to join the Sugar Batreon, <laughs> we could do at random. Yes. We'll send it to someone. Uh, guys, yeah. it actually doesn't smell as cheap as it looks. <laughs> <laughs> this is because you want them to, if you want to be one of our sugar mamas and sugar daddies, Join the Sugar Patreon and oh we will enter you into this. Could you imagine that as as like the review? You know how like they have the billboard? <laughs> it does <laughs> It doesn't smell as cheap as it looks. <laughs> Is that just for the perfume or for the new Sugar Babes 4.0 version? <laughs> oh man. Right. Yeah, well, it is their first foray into this sort of area. I mean, they're a bit late. If you look yeah. at JLo, Britney, they've come out. You think, why have they not delved into this sort it of... It 100% feels like, oh, shit, we need I to catch I think it in. reminds me of Curious. Oh, maybe. Do you think that? Curious. Um, I don't even have any need another spray of it. I, I don't think you do anything. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> fucking reeking. Please don't spray anymore. <laughs> I think, I think my fire alarm's gonna go off. I think it's darker and more masculine than Curious. Ooh. So moving on, we would get one more single from the album Sweet Seven. We'd get Wear My Kiss, which really... Oh. I hear, I mean, I'd heard it at the time. Listening back, I was like, oh yeah, I did hear this quite a lot. And initially, if you don't listen too closely, you're like, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it really is this campaign's red dress, which is taller's in the middle, which is three's round round, yes. which just shouldn't have been replicated. Yeah, yeah. It's a substanceless sex pop song. Yeah. Like, the sound is great. Yeah. I have extreme issue with the lyrics. Oh my God, yes. It just doesn't fit what we know about the girls. Like, at mm. one point, Heidi sings... I'm just a pretty little thing, make you want to buy a ring. I'm not trying to settle down, I just want to play around. Which could not be further from who Heidi is. Hold on, if you look at what happens to her relationship further on, maybe she did have the ring and she did want to play around. She literally got engaged and in every interview is buzzing about it. When she breaks up with Dave Berry, she has to throw herself into come dancing on the ice with me to get (laughs) over her heartbreak. She has to literally... Saddle yeah. up with a wine company. Did you just say come dance? Yeah, come dance on the ice with me. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> she has to literally sign a deal with a wine company because she needs to get that drunk to forget about it. Oh, and then go true. on to freeze her heart cold because she's so devastated about this breakup. Oh. Heidi is literally one of those girls that spends her entire life dreaming about the perfect wedding she's and the perfect She's been drawing her dress for, since she was a child. Yeah, she's exactly that girl. If I was her friend, I would have been heartbroken for her yeah and then to make her go and sing i'm just a pretty little thing i've got no brain oh it's must be because i'm blonde who's silly me as well wipe my own bottom <laughs> i'm gonna make you want to buy a ring oh because i'm so vacuous i'd never tell you what to do i must just be so lovely to marry uh and then it's like the rest of the song just compares them to wearable objects oh yeah like a tie i'm just like a watch like what <sighs> I was just listening in the car, like, am I hearing this right? Like, who the hell wrote this? And then the video is literally of them making sugar babe clones. Right. I don't even think ironically. Like, it's just they make this sugar babe army in this cloning factory. That is so strangely appropriate. <laughs> no, Towards what? the end, it really feels like... They, they're not even trying to be tongue-in-cheek, but they have somehow managed to get completely satirical on themselves without realising it. Yeah. Well, here's some chart facts for you. Okay. It actually makes it to number seven, which is oh. not to be sniffed at, which, crazily, number seven for Sweet Seven. The album comes out then as well. There's certainly worst charting singles. Yeah. It actually makes Sweet Seven the first album since Taller in More Ways to contain three top ten singles. All right. Who would have thunk it? I think it was just that the, with the amount of production team, they had really tried to throw everything at the wall and s- to see what stuck. 
this was definitely aimed for America as well. That's yeah. why you had the budget on the videos. Yeah, I think I think it's got the right vibe for America though. Yeah. You know, you've got the right producers, the right image. You mm. know, because especially you remember people, at the time. Yeah, and also these people don't know who the Sugar Babes are before this. Yeah. That's could have been well, unless they've ever listened to era. a soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. It's true. But they wouldn't connect it to the songs that they'd heard. No, on the no, 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 yeah. you wouldn't. And it just. And it didn't inspire people to buy the album. No. 11,000. But then you would have thought, I think this could still have worked in America because America wouldn't have known that Keisha wasn't Jade. Yes. And like they wouldn't have known, cause, not because oh, all black girls are the same, but because they didn't know who was in the Sugar Babe. Yes, yeah. So it surprises me that it didn't even like get a digital release. Like just shove it on Apple. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. cost anything to yeah. go on iTunes, does it? I think yeah. you just, I don't know. Wait, I don't so work for a record label. Was it only released on CD? No. Right. But you can't access all things globally, can you? Oh. So unless you were importing, you'd have to be a super fan to be importing the CD in America. And at 2010, were people only listening online? Yeah. I don't even know if I had Spotify at that point. I must have done because yeah. I listened Spotify to the album. Spotify was out like 2007. Mm. You'd be Does surprised that mean, how early. Does that mean I've been running on Spotify for 10 years? Something like that. I do not want to work out how much I've spent on Spotify. Well, you didn't have to pay for it at the start, which is good, but there was adverts. I did. <laughs> I was an early adopter of go. that. Because I pay for music. I wanted Jade to get that check. Well, that's good. You pay for music now. <laughs> <laughs> In an attempt to capitalise on the fledgling Sugar Babes brand, management decides slap it on a sponsorship. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. We're getting a bit desperate now, aren't we? We get the single best sponsorship that I only learnt about a month ago. Wow. I don't know how I missed this. What could it be? You think to yourself, what are the Sugar Babes best at selling at this point? Clothing? Makeup? Wine. A fruity cider? (laughs) A wine? No. Windows 7. Oh, I've seen no. this. From Sweet 7 to Windows 7. Oh, dear. So they had worked with Microsoft before. In 2008, they launched the Xbox 360 experience, where they met their avatars and performed a karaoke song from the game Lips. Okay. That was huge, Lips. Remember? No. Yeah. We used to sing it before we went to the pub. I'm not I'm not a gamer. Oh, well, no, because 2008 would have been when me and Laura lived in the crazy house in Coventry. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we had a keyboard and we had Dreamphone. So before we went out, we dialed a number on Dreamphone. Right, yeah, yeah. To so find wait, out what so our what, night would do. What was Lips? Like the, the karaoke version on the Xbox. Oh, like SingStar. Like SingStar, yeah. yeah, but for Xbox. We did, yeah, I did enjoy that for quite a while, that kind of game, yeah. Well, I want to show you my favourite advert. There are two. I might watch them both because they are good. Do you think she liked that? Yeah, it's really nice. I put a couple of uh, balloons in the left bow. In table, yeah. That's a nice yeah. 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 Hello. Hi, what are you Hello. got doing? Nothing. Looking at the set list, yeah. diary. Looking at times for next week. Nothing interesting at all. So, um... Yeah, I was thinking of getting a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. have one of those. Yeah, well, the bonkers. Yeah. Shake it, baby. I'm a PC and we're the Sugar Babes. So what the, the fuck was that? Well, let me summarize the premise. <laughs> Heidi and Amel are sat being filmed on what looks to be uh, an original iPhone because the quality of this camera work is terrible. They are on their laptop and they are designing what could possibly be described as the most heinous birthday card I've ever seen. <laughs> in Word. They're designing it on Word. They're not even going to the trouble of using Publisher because... On Excel. (laughs) Clearly, neither of them do. They're designing a birthday card for Jade and they've used a stock image of balloons and the worst font I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, And then Amel goes, oh, put some extra balloons in the top corner. Because clearly she hasn't understood that Heidi does not know how to do that because they've just used a stock image. 
Uh, she oh even suggests maybe God. they could change the colour to purple because they've recently learned in yesterday's interview with This Morning that her favourite colour is purple. <laughs> then Jade comes in and they quickly hide it and say that they're working on a set list as if that's now management have left completely <laughs> and Amel and Heidi are responsible for making the set list. Would explain why in the background behind the card is their set list, which has had 10 times more effort put to it because every song is in a different <laughs> font of word art than the, oh the card. God. So Jade leaves to make a cup of tea, which you'd see through that bullshit lie. Yeah. She needs to be at least downing tequila every day to make it through this band at this point. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Then she comes back and catches them in the act, to which Heidi and Amel sing happy birthday to her, <laughs> which makes me only lead to the conclusion that it is Jade's birthday today. And Heidi and Amel have decided the best thing they can do is make a card on Word and, I don't know, presumably print it or email it to Jade. Oh. Happy birthday. Do you remember e-cards? Oh my That's God. a blast from the past. Right, guys, I actually... Um, we'll, I think we should post a link in our notes, but I found this amazing... An in-depth analysis of this ad Amazing. on Huffington Post, and I'm already—it—it's just incredibly written. I mean, it really sums up this situation, like what the actual is the fuck. link on there? Because there are two. There is a link. Yes. Um, yeah, they're talking specifically about the birthday card. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's strange to think that Jade then goes on to do th- acting roles, you know? Well, she didn't really get a chance to shine in that because obviously she had to hide because it was her birthday. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody's then posted like a picture in like it, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the photo. <laughs> The photoshopped onto Word just says wanted new sugar babe 650 per hour designed by email. Oh mean, my god. People have got time. Oh, it's funny. It's so fun. But like just this must be so they you can all tell they're all hating life as they're doing this. This is so bad. And also a promotion for Windows. But like it looks like everyone's just forgotten this was meant to happen, and so they've just knocked oh, this together. Oh, they've definitely thrown this together in half an hour in a green room on Jade's phone. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Jade isn't in most of it because she's holding the camera. Oh. She's just, she's pressing play, and then she leaves to go check that it's still recording yeah. uh. because she hasn't got a lot of memory left because uh. she had to download two versions of the Sweet Seven album. Oh man, that is that is how the mighty have fallen. Jesus. So there's that. So that's February 2011. By March, they had been dropped by Rock Nation, who were managing their American arm due to the poor sales of Sweet Seven. Yeah, but are they only judging that in the UK? You make, makes you think, why didn't they go for America? See, this is what I think is dumb. Why didn't they repackage the album as a two-disc set with their greatest hits on the other side? Yeah. So just a quick eight songs, like the ones that had been yeah. big, like, give me Freak, give me Two Lost in You, give me Hole in the Head, yeah. push the button about you now, and have it as a two-disc introduction to the Sugar Babes in America. They, it looks like they developed it, they put so much money and effort into trying to get to an American audience, and then at some point they just decided that's not what they were going to do. Well, like, because of the low sales, 11,000. Like, yeah, otherwise you're putting a promotional push into America, which is huge and it's really expensive. But right. I wonder, the songs before would have been too different to this album, really, if you think about it. Yeah. About You Now? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, they go back into the studio in April to begin work on an eighth album. But during this time, they leave Island Records for Sony, staying with their management team, Crown Records. Mm. so they're just with a management team and then they go and shop for another record deal so things are actually looking good kind of they're sort of talking about the new album's direction they're going to be tougher, darker, have a bit more personality I mean they couldn't have less (laughs) before this we also do get an odd drop of a compilation album called The Best of the Bees and The Complete BS which is I mean that seems like they're trying to be funny with that title. Maybe. Yeah. It's a compilation of B-sides and live performances. So I'm guessing it's probably part of a contractual obligation with Island Records. Right. To see out, like, probably a seven-album deal. Yeah. What I do find funny about this is, interestingly, the cover they chose for the album features Heidi, Keisha, and Amel. Don't know whose choice that was. Someone at Island Records being shady. Yeah, you know, I think so. No, I think it's just forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Or looked at it and they didn't know which ones they were. Yeah, yeah. 
Because you think, oh, if you're going to go for the ones that maybe are the most memorable because it's the B-sides, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then maybe you'd go, Mucha? Yeah. I can understand you maybe going, oh, we're not going to put Jade on because... Maybe she's not it's most been quite a while on. since Mutti has left at this point. Over Maybe. five years. Yeah. That's true. We would eventually get a new single from the Sugar Babes in September 2011, over a year later, which is an unusually high gap. It's definitely the longest in a while since mm-hmm. Mutti got pregnant because they've been pretty much an album a year. So they did deserve a break. They were given time to get the album right. Yeah. In order to save their reputation and further the finances of the Sugar Babes, brand management decided... Uh, to bring out a paint... What? <laughs> oh my god, I thought you genuinely had a story that I didn't no, know. Sugar Babes no. Paint. How good would that be though? And they have the new deluxe. Sugar Babes Paint. Mmm, it smells like the perfume. <laughs> no, they decide to slap it on an advert. Of course. Nokia N8. I mean, they've been so good at selling Windows 7. Yeah. And with Jade's nifty camera work on that advert, they thought they'd be great for a phone. The adverts come out in May, three months before release of the song. I want to play you the adverts because I have a hot take. We'll post the link in our show notes. I like the lights when they hit your face. You're good as blind. It beckons out your gaze and we're all fine. But I'm too caught in you to Do we have any thoughts? Um, could they not be fucked, you know, making an actual advert? What, with the sugar babes in it? Yeah. The advert, for those who don't remember, how could you forget? I had. So the advert opens, the video is of Barbies, who are definitely not wearing the sugar babes designed range. No. Or look like the sugar babes. Well, one of them has got like a pink shaved hairdo that could have been a Mel circa the last album. Mm. But I'm guessing the people who made this knockout advert didn't know which three sugar babes they were getting. Or who they were. Or, yeah. or to be quite honest, I think it's like, it possibly even might be, they'll be like, oh, it would be some like girl band music, but we haven't decided yet. When they were Maybe, animating this. Because yeah. yeah. it is funky. They are These Barbies are dancing on unicorns. They're wearing screen titty bras. They're contorting in cool ways. It's, I, I think... Actually, the animation is quite... It's a little bit subversive, isn't it? I feel like it's been some animators, stop-motion animators, have been given this task and they're kind of taking the piss a little bit with the whole thing of the Barbie's head goes backwards and then, like, she's got Nokia as a tattoo on her arm and then they've got, like, phone boobs that shoot out light, you know? Yeah, you wouldn't necessarily know this is a phone advert until it says Nokia. Yeah. I think... You bought the phone? No, oh, I probably did actually because it was a pink flip phone. I think um, <laughs> I actually think this advert is better than the actual Sugar Babes video. Yeah, I also think the song. So they use Freedom, which is the final Sugar Babes song, and it's a different mix. Right. I think this mix is much better. Right. So we get this advert three months before the actual song comes out. Yeah. I think this advert sounds bang. I remember being so excited about this sound. Yeah. So they've gone for a bit of a drum and bass. There's a, a, a sort of breakdown. Yeah. It starts off with more of a stripped back vocal. Interestingly, of Heidi singing Jade's chorus. Yeah. So in the actual single, Jade starts, but this is Heidi singing her chor- her verse. Mm. And I just think this version slaps way harder than the actual single mix. Agreed. But I liked the track Freedom. It's- I wasn't even aware of this in my <laughs> research. You're in the rest of the country. <laughs> like, is this just totally passed me by? Was it a chart-topping success? Well, let me tell you. Well, the song itself, I think, is a similar vibe to Sweet Seven. Yeah. But with a bit more personality and a bit of a harder edge. Mm-hmm. The breakdowns are very of the time. With yeah. sort of drum and bass. So this would have been when Britney was doing her Femme Fatale album, which had a lot of that sound on it. But it's nowhere near as good as the killer mix on the advert. Nowhere near. It's produced by the Invisible Men, Mm -hmm. who are best known for uh, Iggy Zalea's Fancy, Sigala, DJ Fresh. 
Right. They had also worked, they are the people who came out of Orson. So oh. they had also worked on Easy. Right. The girls do not have a songwriting credit on this track because they wanted to put personality into it. So <laughs> it is piped as a lead single for the upcoming eighth album, but it gets very little radio support. And as such, the lead single title is dropped and it's released as a free promotional single. So it had been on iTunes for pre-order. Yeah. And then is removed and given away free on Amazon as a thank you to the fans. No. Oh. Is that to save face? Well, it does mean it doesn't chart. Yeah. There's probably fears that it wouldn't anyway. Yeah, they're just like, thank you next. Thank you next, yeah. I think it's a bit of a wasted opportunity because mm. after that, the sugar waves sort of peter off. There's talk of recording the album. Every time they're promoting something else that they're doing individually, we're in the studio... They talk about it being edgier, harder, a new sound, but nothing comes. I, I couldn't if... even find leaked demos. Yeah. I found on the forums and the chat groups, like, titles, and, but mm. I couldn't find them. I mean, if yeah. someone, out, someone out there will definitely have it, uh, please send to I wonder how, how much, demo. I wonder how much was recorded as well. They definitely know? recorded an album's worth of material, so they probably would have recorded 50-odd tracks. Maybe they messed around with some of the stuff Jade had done. Oh, no, they wouldn't have been able to. They wouldn't have had the rights. You know, I definitely think they put money in at the top when they signed to the new record label. Yeah. But what happened was there's a change of management. Yeah. Um, right. And then they would have just got sidelined. I mean, in 2011, the end of 2010, are the Sugar Babes an exciting prospect if you're coming in new to a record label? You want to switch things up? You want to yeah. change things up? Are you really going to be like, oh, yeah, the Sugar Babes, who at that point are have not just proven their success. They've had dwindling returns. Yeah. Yeah, they can get, you know, a good franchise they can sell yeah. you a piece of tech women, <laughs> women in stem yeah but are they a big music act at that time mm. i think they could have if they'd had the right material they'd had the right promotion i definitely think they could have made a comeback the, you know the the overall music like landscape had changed i think that song is if they'd gone with the right mix yeah that yeah. the sound of that advert be... I'm tempted to just download that advert and just listen to that. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Heidi sounds great. I like the stripped back and then yeah. into the breakdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. That was fresh. Mm-hmm. And then finally, in September 2013, an interview was published quoting Jade confirming that the group had split two years prior. She was quoted saying, this is a tricky one because I don't feel comfortable lying, saying we're in the studio recording and we're going to bring music out next year, which seems to be the favoured line. I think it's unfair to fans and we should be honest kind of fizzled out about two years ago. I do think the lineup changes have obviously got to be a factor. You can't get away from it. Why do you think there was never an official statement from the record company? They're probably not allowed. Well, no, that'd be the girls. Uh, why from the record company? Why would you wait? Oh, I don't know. Why would you draw attention to it? Yeah. Or uh, why not to a Greatest Hits album? I mean, Another one? Seems... What else is to add? Well, remember, that's not a Greatest Hits. That was an overall did singles collection. Oh, sorry, and that was... my mistake. But that was 2006. You still had some bangers after then. Well, the only thing mm. you'd really be adding that people would want is about, about you now. After 2006? Yeah. What else? Get Sexy was a number two. About a girl? Yeah, I mean, top ten. Yeah. You could add to the ones that weren't on, like I mean, the girls. And what would you do then? Do a tour? Well, you don't necessarily need to. Why would you release the greatest hits if you're not going to tour? Well, yeah. There's not money in it. Yeah, I think maybe they were like, they're just, there isn't the people that oh, want Oh, they wouldn't have owned the rights. Oh, uh, switched record labels. Of course. Right, that, that makes sense. Because we know that the managers and the record companies are always capitalising on the sugar baby, as they do with any artist, but particularly it seems go 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 yeah so that it makes sense for a greatest hits album but like you said with the rights yeah you're right totally there's been so many record deals and record companies within this sort of pop time with the sugar Babes. they had three labels yeah that brings us pretty much to the end it's it's a slow little end it's i know i kind of want to say some exciting news like they're coming on tour next next year but you know we might see that with the originals <laughs> Well, at this point, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we will be discussing the solo career of one Miss Jade Ewan. See you in a minute. This podcast was brought to you by three friends who love pop music. What we love more is reaching as many people as possible. So if you've enjoyed this, please share this either with people directly or through your socials. If this hasn't been enough for you, well, lucky day, there is more content on our social medias at Pod of the Pops, or you can be one of our lucky exclusive fans that joins our Sugar Patreon, 
where we have exclusive content, including video reviews, there's some stand-up on there, there's all sorts. If there's anything you want to get in touch with us about and you want to let us know anything you want more of, then just let us know on any of our socials, at Pod of the Pops. All of the details for all of this are also available on our website, www.podofthepops.co.uk. We love you so much for listening. Pot of the Pops was written by Aaron Twitchin and produced with Lauren Cameron and Karen Gibb. Thank you to our Patreons for making this podcast possible. Love you and see you next time.